Hey, you are listening to the Everything is BS podcast with Chris Stiles and Brooke Brady. In an age where social media trends trump realism, two photographers chat about the beautiful events they photograph and the push to capture real moments over the picture-perfect, trendy day. We want to discuss how people view perfectionism and chat about encouraging a more authentic and genuine experience. So whether you're driving, working, editing photos, or just looking for a quick escape, pull up a virtual chair to our coffee table chat. We'd love to have you. Let's talk about supporting other vendors, other vendors in the industry, because I definitely, um, especially with lens and light, I mean, that's, that is one of the primary, uh, that's like the whole thing is supporting each other. Yeah. yeah. Is literally supporting, uh, the community. So I want to talk about different concepts in supporting other vendors. So I know as of moments ago, um, I knew bits and pieces of it. So while the podcast was off for a second, we were talking about this. Uh, I saw Brooke. I, I didn't understand what the, what the details were, but attending Shelby and what is her last name? Line Weber. What is it? Line Weber. Line Weber. I, I can't, it, with the headphones, I can't hear you. So I can't even hear Shelby Line Weber. Line Weber. She's great. Um, so I've met Shelby at a wedding that she was working. Um, she's wonderful. Love um, her. Yes. And she has a studio called The Hive. Yes. Um, that's what the studio name is, correct? Yep. Okay, perfect. Um, it I is s- soon to be, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I guess it's, uh, well, I should, maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, if she I hasn't released it. it. Huh? If she hasn't released it. I mean, she's mentioned it to me multiple times. I th- I think the building that her studio is in is being sold. Is being sold. So I, I think she's going like to be, she talked about this yeah. once and I caught it in a story. Yeah. So don't quote me on it. I okay. think, I think the building might be being sold somewhere else. Okay. I don't know if she's going to get to keep her studio. I don't know if she's going to have to move it. I don't know if she's going to shut down the studio entirely, but I don't know the future of it. So if we're saying the hive and then the hive for whatever reason, no longer exists or is somewhere else and not in Naugatuck, that's, that's basically what's happening. Got it. Okay. Um, so I, learned through social media and it was after the fact that I had met Shelby one night at a wedding that there was a connection between Brooke and her. Um, and it was a, I saw Brooke had, I didn't know if she was a part of it or had photographed. And I only know because I, it was a, she had different vendors at the hive and I know that you are very crafty. So I <laughs> didn't want to assume that you were only photographing. I thought maybe yeah. you were presenting something there, but you were photographing, which is really cool. So why were you photographing? So she does something called the Monday market. Um, it's not every Monday. It's basically planned with a few different vendors and she has, um, handpicked, uh, like craft vendors, clothes vendors. Um, I think there was, uh, candles at one point, her mom makes these really cute macrame, like plant holders. Like, uh, it's just, it's a really cool event where everybody can kind of just come together, see each other's products. Yep. Um, another one that I'll, I'll do a shout out for, cause I have them on right now is permanent jewelry. Um, Our friend Jenna um, owns two waves in the sun. So she was there also. So I've been to a few of these Monday markets um, and I don't, I, I, while I'm crafty, I also am like really weird about selling my stuff. I don't know why I just, I, I devalue what I do and almost everything that I do except for photography. Like I'm like, Oh, but it's not a big deal. You know, like the photography is like the one thing where I'm like, no, this is a big deal. This is my bread and butter, my heart and soul. Yeah. yeah. In a world of AI and robots and computers, human created things are going to become more valuable than ever. I think yeah. I really think so. Well, but I mean, literally me- think about the concept of an NFT. 
right. was you get the digital rights to this thing that someone made. Scary. Yes. Really scary. Um, for my embroidery and stuff like that, it's for the most part, it's personally ordered handmade. So I'm not going to, you know, do a bunch of random houses and then be like, sell them at the market. Yeah. You know, like, so, um, yeah, cause people order like house portraits. So yeah. it just, it just wouldn't make sense for me to be selling the, the floral caps that I have right now. Sure. Um, but I try to go and support in every way that I can for Shelby, because I, I, I receive her support constantly, endlessly. She supports other vendors. Like she has, I mean, she shares every business that she believes in. She is like a marketing guru. Like she yeah. is the friend you want to have if you want your business to be shouted to I the world. I can absolutely see that. Um, she actually, she also um, was the, uh, oh my God, I don't, the, the the day of coordinator for my wedding. She yeah, she was at the wedding that's day. Where I think, I, yeah, that yeah. Was very cool. That's where I saw that first. Yep. yep. So yep. after that, I think she did a Monday market in December and I usually try to go pick up a few like gifts, like handmade gifts during those markets and stuff. Um, and basically what I was doing, um, before Chris was asking me if I had sold anything there and I said, no, but I, I, when I'm at those markets, I try to, um, kind of funny, it'll tie into our like self-worth yep. one that we did. Yep. Um, I try to take photos of the vendors, uh, products just, you know, it's just, it's quick. It's not like I'm taking, you know, a full photo shoot yeah, of every product. It's just your setup. It's nice what to do. You, yeah. Because I mean, they came out and a lot of the time. Um, the, the thing about setting up those markets is that a lot of the time, um, especially on a Monday evening, you don't know who's going to show up or how many people are going to show yeah. up. So it all, I mean, and I know they do really well at those Monday markets for the most part, but like there, I'm, I'm pretty sure there have been some days where it's just like scarce because of the date that it's on or because there's something else going on in town or something like that. Um, but I, I was trying to basically photograph each of these vendors, um, setups to be able to share with them so that they could post on their social media and like kind of get the world word out about not only their product, but also Monday market. Also it's my photos. So like we all went right. If as long as everybody is getting the credit for what they did and all of their stuff, like I have no problem with doing that. And I feel like it actually helps with the vendor experience so much more because even if they set up their table and then they had two people walk by and maybe one bought something, maybe neither of them did they're still walking away with something and they're still meeting each other and being able to like grow the, I don't know, grow their um, contacts to be able to say like, you know, I, well, I have Brooke has photographed my stuff and I could say, well, I've seen that candle maker before at the hive. And so it's kind of like familiarizing ourselves with all, all of each other through our work and our products. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. And have you had feedback from the photos that you've taken? I mean, they post them. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like a professional, you know, I'm not like yeah, bringing no. in like a backdrop. But you just or... like a, a thank you or yeah. anything from some of the vendors. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's it's really fun. cool. And then I have like their contacts. And if I yep. am thinking about different um, like gifts that I might want to give, and even yep. if they don't have a, a quote unquote shop set up right now or a stand or whatever, I can message those people and go, Hey, I'm looking for that candle that I bought around Christmas time. It's called this yeah. thing. And do you have any of those? I'd love to yeah. gift one to so-and-so. And then you kind of have that like rapport with them where it's not weird to ask. Man, I, I learn more and more every single day. Like I know more than ever now, but the, the importance of, I almost hate saying it still the fancy word of networking, um, yeah. which I always say is just the fancy business way of saying, be a person, be yeah. nice um, and create a, relationship that it's it's so important when it comes to 
any form of referral recommend again, and then referral fancy word of just saying when someone asks you something, you know, who do you recommend that they go to? Because yes, we have Google and we've been trained to use Google and such, but always will always Trump is the handshake which yeah. or the, you know, I call it the handshake of two people interacting and saying, who would you recommend for this thing? Oh, I know a person, this person. I think it's an elbow I bump will, now. But. An elbow bump. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. Um, the elbow bump is it's going to trump the Google review yeah. every time, every time, because uh, honestly, I think everyone is so busy that if I have someone just tell me, yeah, I use this person and I trust them. And that person is a trusted person in my network mm-hmm. of and when I say network, my, my friends, my close confidence, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a connection that you can't pay for on a Google ad on a Facebook ad. It's something that will, will win out always. So it's good to do that. It's good to do. So Brooke going to the hive and just having fun and just being there and photographing and then just offering, you know, if you can, if you can do these things and manage your time well, and yeah. that's, it's such a invaluable asset to your, honestly, your life because you might get referrals or you're giving them referrals. So you're in some way you're benefiting the community right. Right, in your local area, whether you're getting that benefit or they're getting that benefit. And if you yeah. benefit them almost always will return the favor. So in some way, shape or form, there's a quote that I heard that I'm going to look up right now. Cause it's, it's like, um, I can't think of it. It's like, uh, your, your smile is your. Like something, it's like, uh, you're, I'll, I'll figure it out. Hold no, on. No, it's okay. So you, it's, you were talking about the bridal show though. So have you done a bridal show yet or no? Yes. I've done, I've done a few at this point, a few bridal shows. Um, I've done the big one at the Hartford Excel center, which was a fire hose. And I've done small ones at like the Bushnell. Um, most recent one I did was at, um, Norgen spa, which is a, Again, the smaller ones are going to be, they're generally speaking, are going to be brides that have found their venue. In this case, more than not are going to have booked the Norgin and Spa and they want to see their their recommended vendors. So that's kind of the elbow bump. So um, to be able to make friends and networks with those small vendors is very it's very helpful yeah. um, to to secure business. Because so even if you don't book anything with a bride that's looking, you're meeting the people around you and understanding who they are, how they are, how they yep, work. Exactly. Right? So and then the XL Center is a little bit different because the XL Center, a lot of those brides have not booked their venue yet. Um, or if they have, it's it's completely varied because they're just there to it's, it's such a big show. Yeah. And I'm not saying a lot of them are just a, there walking around getting free stuff like oh, that. So much free stuff. Yeah, it's it's insane. So there's. It's overwhelming. Um, and there's the first time I did it, I did okay. But knowing how to go about the bigger ones now, I know how important it is to, man, you have to have a setup ready to go. Meaning like yeah. an email setup, you got to be able to collect emails quick. Um, and you've got to be able to get them into a, a, uh, for the business owners here, a, a pipeline, which is basically they start getting emails that you've crafted that feel very custom, but also it's manageable because there's so many brides. So. I have 500 people on my email list now. Ooh, Dude, nicely done. Well, well, I've had it since 2013. But that's, it's been but 10 that's years. a nice email list regardless of so yeah. 500. That's great. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, my click ratios. Man, I'm going to take tips from you because that is something I don't do well right now. So my, my newsletter has been basically after, I want to say... I had them, the email marketing was good for my bridal shows. That's really why I started it. Right. And then 
And then after COVID, when there was no bridal shows, I, it was not getting love. It should have been, but it was not. And now I have, you could also do stuff about your house, like the house updates and stuff like that. Like you I don't know, have to, there's so many things that yeah, I need someone to tell me that I, need, I don't think of it. Right. Well, yeah. when I do a giveaway, I send one out when I do yep. minis, like I send it out to my email list before I send yeah. it out to my Instagram. So it might not even get to my Instagram. I'm dumb, Brooke. I'm being dumb. Aww, this is like- <laughs> no, you're not. Um, I found that quote. It says, uh, your smile is your logo. Your personality is your business card. And how you leave others feeling after an experience with you becomes your trademark. Hey, love that. Yeah. 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 I live by that. I love yeah. it. I live by it, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've known about it for a long time. And like, yeah. it, that is what it is. It's like your first impression is like. It's important. Yeah. But the, the experience afterwards, like how you leave people feeling and how, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if you receive a gallery from somebody and you feel like you look like shit, like it's just yeah. going to be like, I don't care how nice that person is. Like, I don't feel really good about their work, you know? So yeah. it's, it all ties in together. Yep. It does. It absolutely does. There's uh, and that's what we're in the business of. So it's the, if you put too much weight or stock into one thing like like let's just say the example like the photography skill and not enough into the experience then you're you won't win and if right. you put too much experience into the or too much stock into the experience but not enough into your photography skill that doesn't win so it's a it's a constant we're juggling you have to have lot. all of it to you be have able to, have to be all successful of it. you do and I've you won't some... have it all at once let's be let's be clear about that yeah for people that are climbing their photography and going back into imposter syndrome where right listening to the podcast right now, you would think Brooke and I have it all together and it's perfect. No. And it's, it's a constant no, no, juggle. No, and we're no, all no. learning. Yeah. So that's, but from the outside, it sounds like we do, but you and I both yeah. know that there's a lot of work that went into that and right. we're still learning all the time. Yeah. So I've huh. seen people who are much more skilled than I am as far as like, um, like creatively, uh, with their cameras, with, um, mm. like just with electronics in yeah. general, like yep. they, just totally get it. But if the personality is not, if you don't, if you have all of that, like you can absolutely make a living, but you have to be able to make people feel comfortable yep. too. Like you can't yep. just like show up with all of the knowledge and the skill about yeah. the electronics that you're using and not be able to talk to people. Cause I've definitely seen people who are way more skilled than I am, but just not able to talk to them and make them yeah. feel comfortable while using their skill. Yep. That's, it's not going to pan out. Yep. You are absolutely correct. Absolutely. And man, the, so now you got my thinking about the technology portion of it. Um, just saying that word. So there is some really cool tech coming out that I am, I'm very careful about what kind of tech I implement into a wedding photography business, because at the core, Wedding photography hasn't changed, whether you're using yeah. a mirrorless camera, a DSLR film. Like I just in, upgraded to mirrorless. In, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Oh, an R6 do you have Mark II. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the, the, there's an R6 Mark II, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you got? Yeah. Oh, nice. That's what I got. Dang. I'm scared. <laughs> I, I would love have, to play around with that. Yeah, because yeah. you have to learn, you have to relearn everything. And you they do. have like an auto yeah. ISO that I never used. Looking into the optical viewfinder is the craziest part. It's madness. Because it's not, it's, not an optical viewfinder. It's a, now it's a, no, it's electronic like electronic viewfinder. viewfinder. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. I feel like an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm like, like I was playing with it in the store. I was like, okay, yeah. Like this, you know, huh, yeah, it's a camera. Huh, yeah. And then I got it home and I was like, oh, oh shit. This new <laughs> like, thing's in here. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even know, like my hands are so with the Mark three, the, the 5d Mark three, my hands are just so like, you've got it down and now you got to relearn. Yep. Oh. Which is 
it, it's good though because it, you realize how stuck you've gotten into which is it's good but it's bad because right. you can't adopt new things or ad- adapt so i uh oh what did i want to say with this technology uh, technology yeah so some of the cool so i actually the the mirrorless oh this was gonna say optical view i'm just saying words now just blah, blah, blah. uh optical viewfinder and electronic viewfinder if you didn't know what that was optical viewfinder when you think of a camera you're looking through the little the little eye hole used to be just a piece of glass, the little mirror, mm-hmm. um, the electronic viewfinder is literally just that it is a screen. So when you put your eye up to it, there's no more mirror anymore or yeah. there's no more little glass window. It's a, it's a little screen. Um, so for people who don't understand what that is, it's like when you used to see the old timey, like people taking photos and they would have to look down into the camera, they, the photo that they were taking, if you're looking straight down, it was reflecting off of a mirror to be able to take that photo and to be able to see but now with the electronic viewfinder, you can actually update all of your settings. You can change the aperture and you can see the photo exactly as it will be taken. Where before you are seeing what's right in front of you minus your um, your settings. So if you're if your ISO is very, very low and you wouldn't be able to see anything in the photo that you actually take, it wouldn't show through the viewfinder. Mm. You would see it. You would see it exactly as it is in front of you minus the camera settings that you have to capture it. Now, when you're taking the photo, you can look through the viewfinder and automatic, like you're updating all of the settings and you can see exactly what that photo will be before you even take it. It's wild. It's, it's, and so I switched over to mirrorless for last wedding season and I used it all year. And just the regular R6? No, I have Nikon. So it was a Z, Z6, Z62. Um, and but I also had a Nikon DSLR. So I was transitioning between both of them during a wedding day. Got it. Man, I got, I can do it. Like I can absolutely do it. I'm going to have to do it. that this year. Yep. It's, it's absolutely doable. Um, what you'll, my guess is you're going to lean heavily on the electronic one because one of the cons, which is a, it's almost like a handicap is you'll get used to the electronic viewfinder. And then you almost can forget when looking in the optical viewfinder that what you're looking at isn't what you're going to get. And then you'll take the photo and do a quick check and be like, whoa, like <laughs> my settings are way off. And it's yeah. like, that's so that I don't make that mistake often, but there's when I'm when moving really fast and rushing, I have, and I, if I'm changing scenes, I have absolutely ingrained a habit where I take the first, whatever, two shots yeah. and then look real quick. But when you see. don't have the time, you don't have the time to like check exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're changing, but if you're, if I do that, regardless, even if I'm changing, if I went from writing room portraits to family. The first two shots I take, I'm used you to even with the electronic one. I'm, I'm still looking at it. Um, so, but I'll, I'll catch myself and be like, Oh wow. I need to change those settings. It only yeah. happened once in an engagement session where I had a whole, a whole prompt go by and they were all in the way overexposed. And yeah. it would have been, which was so annoying because if they were underexposed, I could have saved them, yeah. but overexposed, which basically means it's too bright. You can't, there's the highlights when they're blown out. You can't save them even with raw files. I think so, while I'm using both, I'll probably um, use my old camera on aperture priority for the most part. So yeah. I just have to literally be handling the ISO, Yep. but then I'll rely on the new camera for all of the manual settings and all of that. Yep. It's, it's, it's still a benefit. It's still a huge benefit being able to, and something you, I don't even know if you realized yet, but being able to review the photos in the electronic viewfinder. Yeah. That's a weird well, mine moment. has a screen on the back, but oh, like yeah. you can shut it. You can shut the screen yep. so you don't see it. 
but it's, it automatically almost doesn't go through the electronic. It goes right to that screen and then you can turn it off if you want oh, to. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's wild. It, it, it's very helpful though. And, uh, what was I going to say? Crap. Okay. That makes me feel good that you, that you were doing both because I was thinking to myself, like I've been shooting Basically, I've been like switching back and forth yep. for my sessions. I still have both. I yeah, still I've been switching back and forth just so one. that I don't forget how to use my my other four cameras That's that were exactly kind of why I did it, too. Yeah. yeah. So in case just in case a whole year went by and I actually didn't like it, I could just go, you know, go back. But right. I don't know if there'll be, you know, Nikon's retiring there. They're getting rid of it. They're getting yeah. rid of the Mark threes for the Canons. They're, yep. they're so. even making the EF mount like the connector for, um, for yep. all the lenses and stuff, because they're going to start moving to RF. Yep. Yep. Like it's going to happen. So I got like $20,000. I equipment know that's shot. unfortunately technology is the worst investment that you can make yeah. in, ge- in general, because it's always changing. So and that is the end of today's podcast. There is a continuation of this conversation that we split up into another episode where we dive a little bit deeper into the concept of AI and how it's growing into each industry, including our own as photographers. Stay tuned for that.